Welcome to the Ty and Rye, the Finance Guys podcast, covering weekly investment news, important financial topics, and expert interviews. We want to help you become more knowledgeable about the financial world around you. This is not an offer to sell you anything, and remember, past performance doesn't indicate future results. Now your hosts, Ty Hansen and Ryan Robertson. I'm here. Ryan, I, you're I back. Was, I was banished, and I'm back. <laughs> The prodigal the people, son has returned. Yes, the people are finally going to get what they want. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know it's it's no longer just me. It's very exciting. I mean, I don't it know. Is. It's been like a month. You didn't uh, want me for a month. Well, we broke the thing up. Is, is, now we're back together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like again. The, That's uh, good. It's kind of like Ross and Rachel, right? This kind of off and on thing. Mm-hmm. So, but. Now, the thing I will say, though, is um, sadly, the quality did suffer without you. So I'm glad you're, mm-hmm. glad you're back on. So, Well, uh, it's exciting to be here again. We're going to just spend our time today talking about why the market is just so crazy. Right. Now, as we speak... World War Three may be starting, so I, I know it's a That's big part so of that to know. But we're going to talk about why maybe don't worry too much, right? Maybe. No, exactly. And that's, you know, I mean, and just for everybody, you know, listening, we've definitely have, you know, more regular episodes coming down the pipeline. We've got a couple things recorded and a couple ideas that we're, we want to, you know, bring out. So, yeah. But the main thing that we want to understand right now, and the reason we wanted to do it this way today is because, yeah, there's so much craziness going on, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we're seeing volatility unlike we've seen for, for quite a while. So, yeah, I think it's, it's a good thing we're, we're diving into this right now. Yeah. So Especially gonna, with World War III on the doorstep. So Yeah, right. And, uh, you know, a new version of Hitler's out there. It's kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. Kind of Vladimir crazy. Putin riding bears and uh, and yeah. bear and shirt topless shirtless pictures on bearskin rugs like the guy's crazy. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, bonkers. I shouldn't be laughing, but anyway, but it is crazy. <laughs> You're so. gonna walk us through a couple of ideas, and I'm gonna ask you the questions, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna talk for 15 minutes straight. <laughs> And then I'm going to come in with another question. See, th- th- this is why this is why you, you haven't been on the podcast for a while. Is you're like I'm so damn sick of your ramblings. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll stop you. Okay, we're going to try to make this quick and easy. Well, we need to have a little. You need to. Well, let's get you an, a bell for your office. And if I'm ever oh. rambling too much, just ring the bell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's too bad we seriously. can't be there because then I can have some contraption that smacks you in the face. That smacks me in the back of the <laughs> I like that in studio. Yeah. Hey, one thing, one thing I will, I just do, I do want to remind everybody of really fast. Um, just because as you and I have talked about, so we are changing the format, like the, the kind of the consistency, the timing of our podcast. We've changed yeah. that up a little bit. And, you know, mostly because we want to make sure that the, the, you know, the, the quality's there. We want to make sure that we're, you know, we're, we're putting these things together the right way for, for our listeners. But 
also, yeah. you know, Ryan and I, obviously with the craziness in the markets, we, we also have our day job, right? We, we both run an advisory firm. So, yeah. you know, that takes, that takes a lot of our time. So we want to make sure that, you know, we're, we're giving a right, the right amount of time and, and, and focus on, you know, all the different pieces. So, so just a quick reminder that what we'll do is we'll drop a full episode one week. And then the next week I'll just do a, you know, the little market mini and then the next week a full episode. So, so we're going to, we're going to shoot for that kind of consistency and that flow so that, you know, there's, there's more in depth information if you want to dive a little deeper every other week. And then yeah. the other week, obviously it'll be just the market mini, you know, yeah. a couple quick minute recaps. So, mm-hmm. so that's what's going on with, with Ty and Ryan. All three of you, that's what's happening with the podcast. Adjust your calendars. Adjust your calendars. Yeah. Oh, a buddy of mine started listening. So Brad, Brad, adjust your calendar, buddy. Nice. Glad to have you, Brad. Mm-hmm. Sorry. All right. In, in advance, Brad. Let's yes. talk about year-to-date numbers. They're really great. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a great year so far. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, so, and, and that's, that's what I want to do. If we're playing into. golf, this has been a great year. Oh, it's been phenomenal. The, the crazy thing though, that I really want people to understand when we think about year to date numbers is, um, everybody thinks the entire market is, is just falling apart and it's not, that's not true mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Right. There's pieces of the market and different subsectors of the market that are still doing well. And, and what's, what's interesting about that too, is, um, the, the, the idea here is, is the, the market for so long S and P 500, right? W- what have been the bigger players in the S and P 500? Oh, technology. Oh, oh, I thought you were asking. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I kind of was, but it's okay. Technology, <laughs> right? Like yes, technology. how much, how much S and P was, was very heavily weighted with, with what they call it fang. Right, Facebook, Amazon, Google, mm-hmm. you know all that fun stuff. Netflix, yep. and so so that's one of the the parts of the the market. In fact, so you know year to date, uh, this is this is through end of day yesterday. So today's the twenty fourth. So through end of day the twenty third. So we're seeing uh, technology down almost sixteen percent. Right. Crazy. So it's not fun. 16% is never fun. That's definitely in, in kind of correction territory. Especially and, any of you, which a lot of clients, they're like, get me Google, get me Tesla, get me Apple. Yes. I mean, it, it had me its, it had its yeah. day the last year and some. Yeah. Shoosh. Well, even more so too, the, the meme stocks, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that here a little bit later in, in this episode, but, but, you know, cryptos. Yeah. Right. That basically what it comes down to is the higher the speculation that you held, the bigger the the bigger you're getting your butt kicked. The more you're getting your butt kicked right now. Those right? swings are much bigger. Yeah. Yeah. No bueno. Right. What's but that if it no uh, no good it, oh, for, gotcha. it, for those that okay. don't speak Spanish. Perfect. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of it in German. I don't know why this <laughs> is coming into my you mind. You know but. German too. I know, and I speak German. It's, it's no guten Morgen. No es guten Morgen. <laughs> so, um, but what's it, so 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 the interesting about that is is that's where people are, are kind of feeling the, the pinch, right? Well, okay, if you look at, um, there's a couple of parts of the market that are 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 doing well, are actually still positive. So energy, 
energy is up 22% on the year. Yeah. Just in the last, I mean, how many, how many weeks are we now? Six weeks, yeah. seven weeks, right? Yeah, 22% in seven weeks. Last year, it was the leader in, in the clubhouse last year too. Uh, fi- the financial sectors, right? Still, I mean, the financial sectors, you, you know, I mean, they're taking a little bit of a beating this last week, but overall on the year, right? It's only down about one, one and a half percent. Uh, consumer staples. That's got to be. Right. Good. So like, like the Walmarts of the world, those kinds of things. Right. So, so the point is that, and we'll dive into some of the reasons why and things like that, but, but there, there's got to be this understanding that just because certain parts of the market are, are taking a bigger beating doesn't mean that, that there's, there's, you know, everything is lost and let's head for the hills. And right. We're definitely seeing more panic right now. And so that's mm-hmm. obviously why we want to have this episode is, 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 you know, have this discussion. Yep. So. And so what, what's the Warren Buffett um, analogy or a uh, uh, quote? F- fear and greed, right? W- what is it? Give it when, to me. When, when, when people are greedy, it's when you should be, be fearful. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. That's the other and side when of it. People are fearful. It's when you should be greedy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to butcher this stat, but Perfect. that's what I like butcher to do. That I, like to, yep. I like to, I like to, I like to talk out of stats. context. Let's yep. not totally fact out of check. context, right? Here we go. No fact checking. Okay. Ty's butchering. So, Ty is um, the butcher. That's your nickname. From um, now on. I'm trying to remember the analyst's name. Sorry. I don't have it off the top of my head. Uh, the guy there's, there's a early. measurement. There's a measurement of, of like, you, you can kind of start to see trading data. You can see, um, you can see, you know, um, um, like kind of how it, where banks are, you know, kind of stockpiling money to for their, you know, in their investments and things like that, and where they're going to invest, and and you kind of see this whole positioning of being poised to um, to to buy, right? You can see institutional traders doing that, yeah, and and it's it's kind of uncanny as you track, and, and again, I'll. I'll I'll put it in the notes of this episode, right? In the podcast link notes, uh, the actual article from the analyst and and the actual a link to the graph too. And it shows as you start to see those institutional investors stockpiling up their cash, it's kind of in that same sentiment as, as, as Warren Buffett, where it's like, okay, we're going to start getting greedy here. Why? Because everybody's panic selling. And, yeah. and it's not an exact science, right? Because it's all the whole point of everything you and I discuss is, is we want to gather information and extrapolate, you know, in an educated way. What can we, you know, what does this mean? Well, as you as you watch that stockpiling and then then they they kind of execute and start buying, you start to see those. It's usually right at that as we're starting to kind of come into those those recovery periods, yeah. right? And sure enough, we're kind of in that same range right now with institutional investors poised to buy back. We're at the same levels as they were in March of 2020 at the end of the the COVID sell-off. Like literally it was March 18th, 19th when that was at its highest point. And that's exactly where it's at right now. So my, my point with this is to say, okay, does that mean I should go buy everything, you know, buy it at a discount right now? No, right? We're not making a recommendation one way or the other. But very smart people that work at very successful, uh, very lucrative firms are positioning themselves to follow exactly that advice of Warren Buffett. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, because you got to look at it. I don't know if it's you told me 
I think I might have, Timmer might be, have posted Jared, this. Yeah. Uh, 85% of quarterly reports are positive. Yeah. So, I, well, you know. I I know, exactly. I and, 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 and the other thing too, because I, I mean, again, don't get me wrong, writing a correction, and, and, and just so everybody knows, like let's, let's kind of set some boundaries as to what numbers, you know, are normal, right? Uh, uh, what, 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 what's kind of like a quick sell-off recoveries in that 5% range, a, a normal, what we call correction, a healthy correction is kind of in that 10% range, 10 to 12%. And I'm, I'm saying like, like peak to valley, like what are we down? Right. And so, and then what, once we start to really get into, into that 15 to 20% range, that's where we start to say, okay, it, is this really turning into a bear market? Right. So, so we're, we're, when you go all the way back to November, we saw some sell-off in November, right around Thanksgiving, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of, we're still in that healthy range in my opinion, but we are, there's definitely plenty of people saying, oh, it's a bear market. It's going to be a bear market. Right. Yeah. We're but, buttoned up, buttoned up against that now. Yeah, we are. But what I would say is this, you know, obviously can, you know, make changes in your portfolio, right? Yeah, that's, that is good. Right. And we, we actively manage money. So we do make changes. We've been, you know, adjusting the portfolio over the last six weeks, but what, 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 you know, the, the key thing I, I want to get at here is we, you and I, we would be having a very different conversation if there wasn't economic data behind the scenes right? to, to kind of give us that warm fuzzy that look, there's there's a lot of evidence to point that there is some corrections that or sorry some some recoveries on the horizon exactly you just brought up a great point right quarter four earnings reports were awesome projections for the most part awesome and even too i I did a little bit deeper dive into some of those correction pieces or sorry some of the forecast pieces that were were lower than average the majority of those that are projected to be lower than average are are all, um, I shouldn't say all, but primarily tied to supply chain issues, which again, it's it's something we understand and know, yep. right? So it makes sense. One other last little key stat, just the other day, yesterday or the day before, the, the, the quarter four um, economic growth data they increased it another 7%. They revised the data, yeah. right? Which which happens from time to time, right? We, the earnings reports, back, the, right. The, the growth data, the economic data comes out and then they'll go back and they fine tune it and they adjust it up or down. Obviously mm-hmm. it's bad if it goes down. 7%, our, the growth the growth in our economy was not, not, not just 7%, it was 7% higher than they had originally uh, pu- published a month ago. So the economy's growing, right? The companies are still in business making money. People are still getting paid, right? Yeah. So again, can, can we still have corrections in, in those kinds of places? Absolutely, right? Of course. But I don't know, fear's a little bit blown out of proportion in my opinion. But. Right. So should we adjust the portfolio? Well, right now, we've definitely made changes. On, live like on camera, about. should we adjust it right live now? Live on camera. Yeah. Do you want me to execute the trade right now? Yeah. Uh, I could, but uh, that would be a little... Foolhardy, if me, if you will. The other thing too, <laughs> not only uh, foolhardy. Yeah, do you like that one? So not only yes. is energy. Yeah, 
<laughs> we're going to start busting out the uh, the. That sounded more like Sean Connery than <laughs> that. Actually, did was a little bit more like Where Sean else? Connery than George Bailey. <laughs> Go back and listen to our uh, our our, uh, our, our Christmas to, special. Uh, our Christmas special homage to it's a uh, um, commodities right now are are right. What information did I send you yeah. last night about commodities? Right, crazy, 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 blowing it out of the water, right. And, and so now again, it's like, okay, well, well, why is there a sell-off? Right. That's, I mean, you know, people, okay. Ty. Yeah. It's easy to sit back and say, hey, it'll be fine tomorrow, but why are we losing? Um, I mean, again, did a, a lot of the market was, was, was at all time high. Uh, a lot of the price to earnings ratios were way out of whack. Inflation, right. Inflation's a big deal right now. Mm-hmm. interest rates on the rise that's a big deal too right so so there's definitely factors that that yeah they warrant a correction right corrections happen that and that's kind of the only thing that, that i feel like you know over the last you know five or six years people need to understand is um we, we we've been we've been we've been kind of in this really long sustained bull market right rising market where as things have have kind of you know triggered some sell-offs the Fed has jumped in and done quantitative easing, so it kind of keeps the markets growing faster, right? Right. And so, so, so it's so it has been a prop up. It has been a little artificial. So, so the fact that we're having this, you know, 15 percent correction, in my opinion, it's like, look, that 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 happens. That's normal, right? Yeah. There's no, there's nothing underlying that, in my opinion, is so egregious or ugly that it's like, Oh, you know what? Maybe we need to walk away from this thing. Right. There's no real estate's overvalued. It's going to correct. There's gonna be some corrections there, but not to the extent of 08. Again, are are there jobs? Are people still working? Is unemployment coming down? Right. So I I think it's this idea that, um, you know, that, that we've, we've ridden those highs and we're kind of going through this normal, healthy correction. And, one last thing, I'll, I'll, and I'll stop rambling because you probably should have rung the bell like five minutes ago. But mm-hmm, should have. I don't have one. I know. Um, the the last thing I'll kind of throw in here, and this is I, I, I don't don't take this as fact. I don't I don't really have a lot of data to back this up, <laughs> so I'm going to speculate a little here bit. Here comes the butcher. Uh, <laughs> what's interesting in today's market more than ever before in the history of trading in our market. How, in fact, I would say if we pulled, if we pulled our audience, if we even had an audience 10 years ago, five years ago, how many of them had a Robinhood account, right? Mm-hmm. Versus today, we, we, we pull our listeners today. How many have a Robinhood account? That number would be, well, mostly because Robinhood really didn't exist much, you know, that much, 10 years ago, but you get my point, right? There wasn't there's like more, it. there's more retail traders than ever. And there are more robo accounts than ever. Right. And robo account is just, hey, it's an algorithm. You know, it follows basic rules. If something breaks through a resistance barrier, it's going to automatically sell and protect your portfolio, yada, yada, yada. Right. Um, a, a, poor, a poor man's money manager. Right. We have more of those than ever. And, and you know, over the last week or so, NASDAQ's broken through that, that floor, that resistance floor. And, and basically, what a resistance is, is you kind of have a, a sense of what's kind of a sense of normalcy as far as trading for any stock, yeah. any index, right? And when you break through a floor, it's more problematic than if you break through a ceiling, right? 
so you've had all you've had Dow, you've had Nasdaq, and now even uh, SP five hundred break break through that resistance floor. So it kind of, in my opinion, it, it kind of begs the kind of this idea that, well, it, okay, if if we have a lot of you know fearful retail investors who are like crap panic sale, and you have a lot of robo advisors that are that are programmed to sell off, what do you think that does to the sell off? Yeah, just, it, it intensifies just, it. Just, it. Yeah, it, it intensifies the process because everybody's going to be feeling it. It's sort of the, the the reason why you just see good companies with stable foundation seeing their right. stock values go down because that right. effect, everybody now starts to jump on board and we're like, okay, I, I don't want to write this down to the bottom. Right, right. Exactly. That, that's exactly the, the point is is it's it's more, a little more emotional, Right. And that's that's what kind of what I was talking about before, where you're starting to see more of these institutional investors really not make an emotional decision. It's more of a, a you know, I guess you know, greed is can be an emotion, right? But it's it's more of a, a calculated decision on but, their yeah, part versus for the sure side. calculated. We're going to yeah. stockpile this, and there's going to be a moment where we know, okay, right. panic is pretty much over. Let's go. And, and that's the problem with panic selling is you are likely going to miss a good portion of that upswing when it happens. You're going to miss it right? because emotionally you're not ready to read the signs that says we're ready to go. So, you know, don't panic. So is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Don't say that. Don't panic. So don't panic. I mean, you know, whatever. Well, we're we're not telling you what to do one way exactly. or the other, but the idea is no, no. the idea is is you know okay, like how how do we avoid this and and you know should we be even be like the idea is is yeah, I mean adjustments need to be made, right? Even like we talked about, right? Like there's you know our our portfolios for our clients have less tech exposure than they did through you know two months ago, six months ago, right? Mm-hmm. Do we have more energy exposure? Yeah, we do. Are we glad we do? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Do we have, you know, more defense uh, positions? Yes, we do. Right. So, so yes, we're making adjustments because, you know, when a correction it definitely warrants that, but the idea is, okay, how, and I'll ask you this question first. Ooh. What, what are some things? Cause I like this. You, you've, you've written some good articles for our news, our, our, you know, advisory firm newsletter, like, more of the psychology side of this, what, cause I'm trying to think of better ways to help people avoid these panic sales, but what do you think? What are, what are ways that are, that clients, that people listening, how can they really not freak out when the markets are down? Like they're down right now. What do you think? What, what, what well, would you tell somebody? Well, there's, there's, you know, there's a couple of problems that I think that people run into is one problem is, is is that they their investment accounts, whether it's IRA or not, are actually savings accounts. Yeah, and so they're trying to make money with their savings accounts, but freak out when the market doesn't do well because that's their savings. Right, right. It's not a long term investment for them. Right. So one of those things would be is is that don't don't use money that you need. Right. For investing. Because right. you're just automatically going to do this and it's not going to be good for you and you're going to lose money. Right. 
So that's one problem. I've seen that recently. But really, the bigger the bigger issue is, honestly, if your investment account is a long-term investment account, meaning right. retirement account, you're not going to see it for 10 years. Right. Don't, don't look at it. Right. Every day. Don't look at it every week. Right. Visit it like your relatives right. at Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's such a great analogy. Right. You know, just yeah. peek in, say hi. Yeah. And get out. You mean like at Thanksgiving, like, um, like the turkey bowl where you do really the minimum that you and, need and, to and do. You, you you try and tackle each other and you end up with a sprained ankle or a pulled hammy because you're out of shape. Because <laughs> like you know, kind of a... look, if all of you spent every day or every week with your relatives, you'd go crazy. Right. Right. You Absolutely. need to separate from it. So that's right. kind of the thing is, is that don't look at it all the time. Don't right. look at it all the time. And you've got to have some checks and balances too on your emotions because right. we've talked about this a lot where we talk about the right. panic cell. But like if you can then step back from it and say, is my decision based on some rationale that I've right. studied, looked at, researched, right. or is it reactionary and I'm just emotionally looking at this right. and going, uh, and you have that if you make that noise uh, 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 and it's like, an extended are, are, you, are you dying or going to the bathroom exactly if that's, that's the okay, net yeah. noise that comes yeah. out of your face just take a step back go take, take a, a nap well, go eat some protein and, and some fatty foods get your brain working again and come back to it because you are in an emotional state in which you're just going to panic right. and make completely right. irrational decisions. So stop looking at your accounts. If they're, if they're long-term investments, stop it. Because it's not right. going to do you any good. The market does these things all the time. Right. And, and particularly if you have a money manager, like talk to your money manager and, and, well, and have them sort of handle this process. You know? Right. And, and that's the thing is, is um, there's actually a study done now. Now take the study with a, with a grain of salt, the Dalbar study. Here comes the and butcher. Because the what? Here comes the butcher. The butcher. So the Dalbar study, it was done by advisors. Oh, wait, this is not a butcher but, story. Never mind. No. I retract no. that. So, so the Dalbar study uh, basically went through and it followed, you know, I can't remember how many people portfolios over a very like i want to say like a 20 25 year period of time 30 year period of time and they've actually they've now because the initial study was so successful there's been a whole lot of follow-up to this again take it with a grain of salt and i do and i even hesitate sometimes sharing this because i'm an advisor and a money manager right i don't think with a grain of salt i think it's real what they found was there's a material difference between people that utilize a money manager and people that don't and, and we're talking, you know, upwards of 5% plus excessive returns with a manager versus just managing it yourself. And, and again, it comes back to the psychology, right? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I have an ulcer the size of Oklahoma <clears throat> managing money, right? I mean, that's not that how many, big, but still. How many, times, how many times do I complain to you about the markets as we're managing the markets every day, right? Yep. I... <laughs> Count on that 7.30, 7.40 text in the morning That's every true. day. I you count did on get this, I just know. You did get that. Yep. It's coming. Yep. You got that text this morning, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Um, 
but even with all that, right, we still have, uh, 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 we've got our rules, we've got our portfolio standards and, and, you know, philosophies in place. We have a plan in place already. Mm-hmm. And that's the idea is that, is that the, the tendency to being emotional is reduced when you have somebody else that's kind of running it for you. Yeah. And so I, I love, I love that you're sharing that and the way you put that out is it's the psychology and it's taking a step back and kind of relaxing. And, 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 and you bring up an even better point. If, if you have everything writing on the, the daily gains or losses of your portfolio, mm, something's yeah. wrong with the big picture. It is. Something is way out of whack with the big picture. Yeah. Yeah. You, right? you, you, you've got to make some changes if that's the case for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, See, so, so yeah, so yeah. take that step back. Well, and this is kind of going into this other idea of cryptos because yeah. cryptocurrencies have, have just made this splash in in our zeitgeist. Is that, is that zeitgeist? Is that zeitgeist. proper term? Fact check that, Butcher. Let's see if that happens. Zeitgeist, I believe. Cultural, a, a cultural understanding cryptos are now part of this. And look, cryptos are like... Uh, meth right they give the greatest highs yeah and then provide you the lowest lows and then send you just on this journey to find that high again i mean you look at cryptos this year even the big ones bitcoin and ethereum they're down a lot 20 30 percent and it's fast it is fast yeah right I actually, in my own personal account, wait, can I say this? Yeah. I mean, you're not giving advice. It's you're talking about things that you trade. Okay. Asterisk, not advice. I put a buy order on Ethereum at Mm 3,500. I was thinking that was a resistance level. It's going to go down to that. Got there, hovered there, and then went down to 2,500. Right. Right. It'll come back for sure. Over time, those things can work. Now, that's me just sort of experimenting with it. It's right. very little of what I've got. Right. But I like to be have my hands into it because it's kind of it kind of is exciting. Right. It kind of is meant. Right. Exactly. Right? But this is the thing with the crypto part is, is that in volume, it's not that much. Compared to the stock market, <laughs> it is not that much at all. So what right. does it mean? It means that the big players that are involved can manipulate values way, way easier, way, way more. Right. They can sell off and cause the panic and everybody sells and it drives that price down. And then they're like, okay, let's pick up some more. Let's pick it back up. Yeah. I mean, there's just no way around it. It is the big fellas that are really directing the value here. Because we've talked about cryptos and, and yeah. their value. It's really tough to, to figure out what their values are. It's tough right. to figure out what its, what it's intrinsic it's, value it, is. Yeah, because it's speculation, it right? On? It's all speculation, exactly. Yeah. What did, what did uh, Buffett's partner call it? Um, did he call it snake oil? I think he called he, it yeah, something Munger, else. Yeah, Charlie Munger called it. So, yeah, exactly. Yep. Let's fact check that. He, yeah. it, 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 the meaning was snake oil. Yeah. I don't know if that's the term he used. Now, whatever. Everybody can make their own decisions about it. But just right. keep in mind, from a crypto's standpoint, it is a wild ride. Right. 
I mean, if you had any investment that could drop 50% and then rise 50% several right. times within one year, I don't think outside of the crypto, I don't think anybody would ever want to do that. Right. But still, people are doing it. And I, I tell people all the time, like, it's got to be a small percentage of your portfolio if you're going to jump into yeah. that. Exactly. That because this right. is Can like... Getting into the ring with Mike Tyson in Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Did you ever play that? I yeah, I did. It was impossible to beat Mike Tyson. Yeah, right. You had to you had to spend your time, and I did, by the way. And I beat him. <laughs> did you ever beat Tyson? Nice. I beat yeah. him, but it took nice. me a year. I don't know how long. Wow. You I know, like Soda Popinski. He took some time too. Right. You remember, you remember that guy? <laughs> yeah, I do remember Soto Popinski. Sandman. Got, I don't know very many people Sandman, yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah, I mean, I, I was happy. I, you know, I just, Glass Joe getting past Glass. the first round. I was all happy about Joe. that. <laughs> or is it Don Flamenco? Who, who comes around twice? I think it's Don Flamenco. Glass right? Joe is the first Glass guy. Joe. I mean, yeah. you could be him on the first try. Yeah. He was nothing. First I mean, try. That guy was like a drunk somebody and he was <laughs> But that's that's it. most people trading in the crypto markets though, right? That's what I'm saying. So everybody just understand that. We talk about it all yeah. the time, but yeah. Cryptos yeah. have just been... And, and the other thing I have to say this too, if you follow them, they're supposed to be some sort of hedge against falling markets. They're not. Right. Yeah. They trend that's with the market. Yet. Oh, They correlate with the market it, just as much. Oh, and that's why I'm saying the interesting thing with all of this, and that's what's good about a healthy correction is, I mean, even for us, it's like watching our portfolios and managing portfolios and having our philosophy, you know, the core of our philosophy has never changed, but there's subtle adjustments that we make mm -hmm. that improve, right? And that's what a good healthy correction does is it makes you kind of realize, well, what's my philosophy? What am I doing? Right? And so, yeah, if you have the belief that, oh, crypto is going to hedge for me, it's like, no, no, if anything right now. So, and that's the thing is this market right now is getting the beat up the most in those growth speculation areas. That's where it's getting wreaking mm -hmm. havoc. Yep, Portfolios are getting destroyed yep. if you're at growth and, and speculation. Yep. And that's what crypto is 100% speculation. These kind of corrections and recessions really make you question your belief in God. Is is God real? <laughs> is God real? Is, is God real? Market? Go read Adam Smith's The Invisible Hand, and that will actually make you think about that even more. It's a great book. Really good book. Yeah, just remember it's 300 years old. It is, but it's just as applicable today, just like yeah. the Bible. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> oh, I love it. Hey, love so it. we got to wrap this up. So yeah. let's let, give a little idea here, Ty. As quickly as you can. Timer's oh, on. Ah, I can't. Okay. About what? Well, okay. Markets do this, right? Right. Do you want to have your money out in the equity markets in which there's absolute risk? Meaning, yeah, right? Risks that affects it drops 10, 20, 30%, even 100%. Right. You lose everything right. if it's a stock, whatever. Right. What's, what's an idea here? Bonds suck so, right now. Bonds are not the place, right? To no, hedge right now. Interest, so what yeah, do you do? Interest rates are, so, so uh, this uh, I, that's a good question. And what I'll do is I'll dovetail it into your your overarching idea of what's your philosophy, right? Because we're taking a step back. We're asking ourselves, what is my trading strategy? What is my investment philosophy? Am I what do I what do I do so I don't panic, mm -hmm. right? 
that is that's where you say I want to look at my entire picture of what I have. If if ninety five percent of your money is in crypto or fifty percent in crypto and fifty percent in in tech stocks, which we've seen, <laughs> you're a hundred percent speculation, right? That's the kind of investor you are. You're 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 all you're all you're hoping to do is just hit a grand, not even a home run, a grand slam. That's all you're that's all you're looking to do, right? Mm-hmm. And people might do it, and you might With get excited two outs because you know in the ninth, in the ninth. So the idea here is, well, if you if you build an overall strategy that utilizes different tools, again, having crypto is not a bad thing as long as you do it the right way, right? So. This is where, and I love this, when you see markets correct like this, the idea of having something that is fixed, something that is guaranteed, right? People hate the word annuity. I don't care if you hate it, right? Because at some point you need to come back around and ask yourself, is what I'm doing working? And the people that utilize 10, 15, 20%, 30% of their strategy using that tool, and even in that world of annuities and fixed income, there's a difference in, in how you manage it or don't manage it. And I, I would suggest manage it or, yeah. or make sure your advisor is managing it for you because it yeah. needs to be managed. Yeah. But the idea of, hey, look, it won't lose, right? Guess what? If, you, if, you're, if 25, 30% of your portfolio hasn't lost a penny this year because it's not going to, and it can still even be getting you four or five, six, seven percent this year, let's, let's think about that. Hold on, let me do, I'm oh. gonna do some math on air, okay? Whoa, 0.07 man, divided by 12 is a little over a half percent. Okay. Okay. So time. So basically, when the market's down, what did we, what did we say S&P was down year to date? S, year to date, S&P is down. I'm going to guess. Uh, I'm going to guess. 14 and a half. Okay, you guess. Uh, no. Oh. Good, good guess. So as, as of close of date yesterday... It was down 11, about 12, 11 and a half percent. Okay. So would you rather be down 11 and a half percent or up 1.18 percent on the year? Right. I, I'm going to say, I just want to say, it's just my opinion. Okay. I'd, I'd rather be up 1.8. Right. I'm just saying. Now, the, the, the counter argument that is, well, wait, Ty, last year when the markets did 26% and you only did 7 or 8%, I would rather have, it's like, yeah, okay, this is the point. Have a good philosophy that utilizes these different tools. Yeah. Right. And and that's where we, we are having more and more clients come around. Hey, what was that annuity thing you talked about? Well, how's that? How can I get that? Yeah, exactly. That's what we've been preaching. Use these tools, Right. Yeah. Is one better than the other? No, but they work different than each other. That's yep. the whole point. Yep. Right? When you've got the right philosophy and you use the right tools, that's where you're just like, yeah, it sucks that part of my portfolio is now, but guess what? I got this other piece over here that's working well. Right? That is what, in my opinion, is true diversification when you have these different strategies. Yep. And when you go back and you look at just 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 run numbers from historical averages, just going back and yeah. doing it, yep. and just input yep. one that says, okay, I'm putting an annuity in. It averages. Let even let's even just say four percent, right? Right, but it's guaranteed right. to not go below zero, right? And then you add that into a portfolio that is then just out on the market, right? It perform it almost inevitably performs higher and better than if you took that annuity out and just rode the market. Uh, and this is the thing that's interesting about this is, and again, we don't want to ever get. We don't want to ever get tied into returns, right? And that's not, we're not here to preach returns. 
past performance does not indicate future re- results. All that disclosure. What, what, what the idea here is understanding how to ba- make a better system for yourself, right? Yeah, what's going to give you the best and chance here? I, I, I literally, for a client two days ago, was looking at their portfolio, and we were looking at not not with us. There was a sorry, it's a potential client, and I was looking at uh, something that we were looking to propose. And the idea is just by adding that 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 annuity tool twenty percent, what it did to their overall risk of their portfolio was was invaluable, right? And, and that's the whole point here. Is it's not the right fit for everybody. Some people don't want it, and that's I get it, right? And you know, other people like to be more real estate heavy or crypto heavy or whatever. It's like you do you at the end of the day. The point is, is, is just, we always want to be critically thinking and, and reevaluating. And it's like, man, if I can add 20% of my dollars to something that, that proportionately reduces my risk, but doesn't really detract as, as, as much from proportionally from the overall return. Right. Wouldn't I, 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 in my, that's just me. I've done this so long that I would, I want to have the most efficient return for the amount of risk I'm taking. That's what I want. I don't, I don't, I'm not carrying, I don't give a crap if I hit a home run or a grand slam. I just want to hit doubles and singles. I'm saying maybe the occasional triple. That's what I want. Good batting average, right? Right. Sprayed around the field. Right. Right. Just take, you you go with the pitch. Exactly. That's a great point. Go with the pitch. Well, punch and Judy, Brad, Brad, if you're listening, punch and Judy, you know what I'm saying. (laughs) I love, (laughs) I loved your article in our, in our newsletter a month or two ago. And you talked about saving. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. How powerful is that if you're an, a saver, right? And if you're saving and you've got that attitude, that's that's a philosophy where you're not a spender, you're a saver. How much difference does that make? So that yeah. then when we have these corrections, you can take a step back. It's like, yeah, does that suck? Glass Joe got one hit on, but you know what? I'm gonna win the fight. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> Glass Joe, I love it. I see, love the name see you Glass never Joe. probably got hit by Glass Joe. Occasionally, I get hit by Glass Joe. So, mm, yeah, he kind of sucks. He does yep. kind of suck. <laughs> but so Anyways, that's that, I digress. Yeah, good point. Philosophy. And I think yeah. that it, it, it is be open to ideas that right. can help. It doesn't mean right. you're going to do them. It doesn't mean that you're going to, you know, push every cent into it. But be open to the ideas. Because again, like you say, this idea of efficiency, right? Because right? people get so hung up on rate of return, right? That they're willing to take on whatever risk to get that, and it's like, no, do not, yep. right? Do I, not. I agree. Shoot for efficiency, and you'll just you'll be happier. I I know you right? really will. And, you really and, and will. That's, that that's the funny thing about this, like, is talking to clients. There's this, there's a very big distinction between people. And to be frank, there's actually, I see more success overall with the people that have a good philosophy and a plan. Yeah. Right. Then, then those that, that kind of are, are trying to get that home run and, and, you know, and, and so that's the idea is, is when you, when you take time and reflect and build out these ideas and, you know, and, and kind of adjust your, your outlook, you're going to find more success. You just are. Plain and simple. Yep. So yeah, and, and so go back to the last thing. It's the last thing, time you can't talk after this. If you are tying your financial health right. all the way around to rate of return, yep, 
you can expect worse results. There's got to be a uh, multi-pronged strategy to I agree a reducing percent. risk, yep. saving more money. Right. Right. Those things build. So this plan you're talking about is very, very important. Take a step back and make rate of return a less important part of what you're right. looking to do. Ab- absolutely. Don't make it nothing, but don't make it everything. If everything counts on that, you are going to be disappointed. You're going to be, and you're going to be miserable. You will be miserable. Correct. Yep. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Could you cross the ocean in a speedboat? Well, if you have or, enough gas. And most likely you may not be able to carry enough gas because it's true. It's but bad, where we, where we got here, are you saying like a Magellan trip, like around the world? Or are you talking like, like a to big Hawaii? trip? Like there's, there's it's, from LA to Hawaii it is like, we'll say like, no, from like coast, like North America to like Asia, okay. like a big boat trip. Right. I like, no, I, the idea, my opinion, I'm going to say with zero, I'm going to butcher this. I'm going to say, no, you can't. I would think not either. Especially when it was like super fast cigarette boats, right? Like you, you just, that's and, not and what it's And the built swells for. may just overtake you too. Swell, so another, exactly. Another but issue. if you've got the right vessel and you get across the ocean and you enjoy the voyage. Yeah. Sometimes and you, it's crazy and calm. And you may so, fall off the edge of the earth too, which you, is That is true. Flat earth. Who's the basketball player that's the flat earther? Well, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie. Yeah, maybe Kyrie. Maybe yeah. to that. I don't know. Yeah. So, so to that point, chasing rate of return is like trying to cross the ocean in a speedboat. It's just not going to work. Okay. I'm done. Sorry. I have another analogy. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. I want to hear it. But I'm not going to say it. Oh, come on. Off air. I'll tell you what it is. It's not appropriate. Okay. It's It's a good one. It's just not appropriate. It's just not appropriate. Okay. I like that. I like it. Okay. It has to do with marriage. I'll just throw that out. Okay. Okay. I like it. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. All right we're done. We're done. We got it. We got okay. it. I hope everybody made it this long. Yeah. But well, anyway. I'm glad you're uh, glad you're back in the saddle. It's fun to have you on. Mm-hmm. on Hobie, so. Yep. I am back and I'm glad. Well, Ty, okay. your wisdom is much appreciated. From and you as well, my friend. Wit and humor. You as well. Have a great week, everybody. Ty. Thanks, bud. I hope I can come back again. Um, no, we, we definitely want you back. So oh, it's perfect. way better with you. I so mean, my name's in the title, so it I hope true. it's not going to become it's the tie. Ty, the finance guy. Oh, is this that? Uh, we may need to change the name. Ty and Rye. No, Ty and Rye flows way better. We like that. <laughs> All, All right. right. I will see you later. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ty and Rye, the finance guys podcast today. If you like what you heard, go ahead and hit subscribe. That way you won't miss any future episodes. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Ty and Rye Podcast. Also, check us out at myprosperteam.com. Thanks. We will see you next week.